0: WHHHFM Speedway W286CM Available on Go. Drop in HD. Drop this. The moment y'all been waiting for. Broadcasting from the Isaacs and Isaacs. WeWin.com. Injury Lawyer Studio. It's the show where Indy comes to top. Open lines with Indy's newsman Cameron Riddle.
1: Good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Roto, coming to you live from the 106.7 WTLC and hot 100.9 studios on this Sunday, September 11th, 2022. We are having a special edition of Open Lines on this Sunday. It is, of course, the 21st anniversary of September 11th. The attacks on this nation more than two decades ago now. It also... Is no coincidence that it falls on what is Mental Health Awareness and Suicide Prevention Week. If you were listening to the radio at all this weekend or this week, you know this station, Stop the Music, to have a conversation about mental health awareness and suicide prevention and this morning that conversation will continue right here on open lines we'll be joined this hour by marcus watts from alone is alive you don't know that name you will so just stay tuned but we are also granted a rare uh in studio presence uh, from one any other human being, because as you know, since COVID, there's no been nobody in this studio but me. But this morning, we do have the pleasure of welcoming our community affairs director, Tina Cosby, onto Open Lines live in studio. Tina, good morning.
2: Good morning, Cameron, and the pleasure is absolutely mine. Thanks. Thank, thank it, you. It, it's good to be here. I have. It's been forever since I've been in your studio. Yeah. Since we've been together in studio. Yeah, period. COVID, together, yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's almost going on an entire three years now.
2: Almost? Really? hmm
1: Oh, wow. A long time. Good
2: back together again. I love it.
1: Yes, the Thank band. you for the invitation. Thank you for coming on a Sunday, a rainy, cold mm-hmm. uh, Sunday morning. So this is a perfect day to just stay in the bed, and I guarantee you, in exactly 60 minutes, that's where I will be headed. Uh, uh, ditto. Yes. To, <laughs> go, here. to go back to bed. So as we have this conversation here on the radio, it is, we're, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, some vulnerable mm-hmm. vulnerable topics, some conversations that may be uncomfortable, and some mm-hmm. things that we may not normally talk about in public spaces. But that is exactly the point, is to shed light mm-hmm. on this issue. Um that, Tina, as I know you've talked about over the past week, this is an issue mm-hmm. um, of mental health and suicide that is affecting our communities. And by our communities, I mean the people who are listening to the sound of my voice in large numbers, mm-hmm. and that is black and brown mm-hmm. families. Yeah,
2: Lar- larger numbers, uh, disproportionately impacted Um Absolutely uh, frightening uh, that uh, there has been such a huge uh, increase in the number of suicide deaths by uh, young African-Americans ages 10 to 24. Um, this is not me. This is according to the experts uh, that we've talked to. And um, as, as you just mentioned, Cameron, uh, all this week has been National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Week. And yesterday was World uh, suicide Prevention Day with the number of uh, observances, walks. Uh, we, of course, here, the stations, Indianapolis stations of Radio 1, uh, did stop the music uh, for two hours across several of our brands. Uh, the new, a hot 100.9, uh, WTLC-FM, uh, WTLC-AM, uh, Karen Vaughn, uh, Ash Mack, uh, and, and one of our uh, suicide prevention experts, David Berman, were in studio, and we had a a beautiful panel, uh, a wonderful panel, informative panel of of, of mental health experts, um, people that uh, as as our next guest is about to come up and say he he gave us this this saying yesterday. People who are boots on the ground mm-hmm. that are just and in fact he is one of uh, the the boots on the ground um, uh, folks with with his initiative and. Uh, They, you know, and and then we had calls and we had people interacting on social media and Cameron, you know, when we talk about the conversation, uh, keeping the conversation going, stop the music, start the conversation. People want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. People want to talk about it. But so long for so, so long in our communities, black and brown communities uh suicide has been taboo you don't talk about it mm-hmm. and mental illness is something you push you know crazy uncle or crazy auntie to the side and the rock and chip put them in the I mean you just don't do that either you mm-hmm. you you push them aside and keep it going and mm-hmm. if we are to survive uh as 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 we are expected to do so if we're to survive we've got to do better mm-hmm. we and and so what we hear and, and and you're a part of it we're all a part of it we're we just look to normalize the conversation that it's okay not to feel okay mm-hmm. um that you know there are resources out there to help and there are signs and symptoms that we can all learn to be aware of and so that's what everything has been about um in a nutshell resources signs and symbols and normalizing uh the conversation
1: well throughout the hour we will uh, open up the phones and, and give folks a chance to to either ask questions. Uh, Tina's been um immersed in this topic um over the years of the yeah. different trainings that you've sat through and then the the mm-hmm. this is I think is this our third or fourth time. Uh,
2: we started in 19 so 1920, 21 and the 22 this is number year number 4. This was
1: number 4. Yeah. So you've been you've been around the block on the topic.
2: Uh <laughs> You can say that. I like that. You've been around the block. No, you know what, though? Karen said something so profound. Um, Karen and Ash both were just absolutely brilliant yesterday. I I loved uh, being in studio with them again. And that has been almost three years since we all have been together Mm -hmm. as well. But she said every year she learns something more. Every year there's a new dimension to this, this whole dynamic that we talk about, this whole thing uh, that has oppressed and taken the lives of so many folks and in making so many others miserable, uh, you know, day by day, every year we we learn and find out something new uh, that can help us along the Mm -hmm. way to being better and to being well.
1: Well, we're going to we're going to talk with uh, Marcus Watts here coming up in a second. But um, I want to start the show with, of course, uh, a little reflection of the obvious date. It is September 11th. It absolutely is. Uh, 2022, meaning it has been 21 Years.
2: Doesn't seem possible. You remember where you? Were. I remember. We all, exactly, everybody remembers exactly where they were.
1: Yeah, I remember exactly um, where I was, and in fact, and I got it confirmed that I remembered it correctly. I was in elementary school still, mm-hmm. um, North Wayne Elementary, in uh, Miss Cheryl C. class. So uh, Miss Seabrook is a, is a usual listener to the show. So good morning, and if you know Miss Seabrook, you know she is a wonderful teacher out there in um, Wayne Township. But I was in her class that morning, and. I remember a lot of the teachers like gathering unusually and talking mm-hmm. it was like, mm-hmm. and I remember I remember remembering, I remember noticing, is I get what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. that that was unusual. Mm-hmm. like, "hmm, something's up." Mm-hmm. obviously had no idea what was, but I remember that, and I remember eventually she came in and, and uh, we didn't watch it on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember her later explaining it to us what had happened. Um, and so, like, you know, some folks were coming to pick up their kids and mm. it it just became an yeah. abnormal yeah. day at that yeah. point. But I even remember going home and I vividly remember on TV, yeah. like I walked in the door and that's what was on TV. And I remember watching um, World Trade Center 7 fall because mm-hmm. it fell in the evening after you know, much of the destruction of the day had already occurred. But I remember those moments. And I remember, you know, in the the days after we wrote letters to like the president or to families of 9 and 11. And we we sent money to the 9-11 fund and different things like that. So I vividly remember um, that day. And the crazy part about that is people who were born on that day um, are now allowed to drink legally. Mm -hmm. But there are. People who are in college today who were not even alive during 9-11 mm-hmm. and in fact i went to go take i went to go visit my sister last sunday mm-hmm. at indiana university and um she is she's 18 and she's got her roommate they're 18 and <clears throat> they were born in like uh 03 mm-hmm. and so my sister's roommate um, made a comment and was like, oh, your your brother's older than you. So I'm like, oh, my God, you were born. You're from the 90s. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you serious? She yeah. said, yeah, I don't I've, I don't have any siblings that are from the 90s, the 19s. I'm like, OK, I'm not going to like you very much longer because you're making me feel way older than I am. But that's what reminded me is that there are so many people who are adults who were not around to know what we remember From 21 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Where were you? Driving down I-70
2: to pay a traffic ticket out on Post Road. Mm -hmm. Uh, Got there, was told uh, court has uh, been closed, turn around, go home because our nation could be under attack. Uh, I had heard some stuff on the radio about it, but they hadn't clarified just that a plane crash had happened. Mm -hmm. I'd heard that by the time I got out to, um, to Post Road. Uh, to the traffic court, um, I got out of that ticket for quite a while. Actually, I think it was later dismissed. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, yeah, I
1: uh, I watch. Um, but I'm, you
2: know, the, yeah,
1: it, I, it, I watch a lot of the documentaries about nine eleven every year. And um, I remember last year there were a lot of great documentaries about the twentieth anniversary. And in fact, so some of them were so good and and um, uh, had new video that had never been seen from inside the buildings. Which of course is is hard to imagine because now everything's on video, but 21 years ago there weren't cameras everywhere. Um, but I remember that putting me in a bit of a dark place of watching because I mean it, you felt like you were there with mm. with a couple of these new ones that I had watched, and so um, that is why it ties in. That's why Suicide Prevention Week and Mental Health Awareness mm-hmm. is on this week because this is a this is a dark day and a dark week for a lot of people remembering where you were or how you felt at that time. But, of course, as we know, this is a a feeling that occurs year-round for a number of different reasons. It's just this week is a week that so many of us collectively um, can we'll feel.
2: Yeah, we, we, yeah,
1: yeah, feel some type we'll, of way. Feel
2: some time, and, and the spotlight is, is shined on it. And uh, you you mentioned cameras and technology. Well, imagine the just the absolute burst of technology that, mm-hmm. is, that has come onto the scene since Nine Eleven, and when things happen, how overwhelmed people feel. People feel overwhelmed just trying to keep track of emails. Mm-hmm.
3: Every day. Mm-hmm. People
2: feel overwhelmed just trying to return a phone. I mean, it, there there's a lot too. Because as I was saying on the on the show yesterday, you have to set aside time sometimes to process stuff mm-hmm. because things come at you now a thousand miles an hour.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I don't know if humans are meant to process things. That mm-hmm. quickly. I don't know. Maybe our you know, maybe our uh, our first guest or our guest can can let us know.
1: And you are setting him up because, uh-huh. as I said, this is uh, obviously a day that a lot of people feel some type of way. But year round, mm-hmm. uh, people have you know we hear about this people feeling um, depressed and in dark places, especially around the holidays. Mm-hmm. And um, but it can happen at any Anytime, time,
2: all day. Mm-hmm.
1: And someone who um, can tell that story firsthand is marcus watson tina if you, you you've talked with marcus a lot i've interviewed oh him on goodness. tv yeah. but you've had him on, on a yeah. lot yeah
2: well you, you you and i both <clears throat> have had a, a lot of but uh, i it was kind of funny because i was uh doing some backgrounding stuff marcus for um For some of the folks who were going to participate. And I sent Cameron not even knowing I sent Cameron a story that he had done on you. He said, hey, that's my story. That's my story. But Marcus, you know, I I have a a special affection for Marcus because he has been with us from day one Mm -hmm. and never says no or I'm busy or I can't do makes himself available all the time because that's how committed Marcus is. That's how committed
1: Marcus yes, is to this. Tell us about his organization as you introduce him.
2: Uh, I'll let him tell us about his organization. Marcus Watts, Alone is a Lie, CEO and founder of the Alone is a Lie initiative by you, solely by you, and it's it's going strong, Marcus.
4: Yes, ma'am. Um, firstly, um, thoughts and prayers to those affected by 9-11. Absolutely. Um, I, was, I was a sixth grader um, walking into social <laughs> studies. You were babies. And all that stuff yeah. yeah so I was yeah, you was driving. Yeah,
2: yeah. I won't was, I was, uh,
4: tell
2: you how <laughs> <laughs> driving. That, but, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, that. Uh, did, did, Marcus, do you remember how how that impacted you, or you, you remember any feelings that you had specifically on that day? I mean, Cameron outlined his very very well. He shared his very. Do you remember that much about yeah,
4: it? Yes, I do actually. Um, I, like I said, I remember um, going into my social studies class. And uh, the TV being rolled in, and I actually didn't know it was real at first. I'm thinking uh, we was watching a a movie about some history or, you know, something. um, Mm -hmm. Just because of how, like, the class I was in maybe. Or they didn't give us a lot of detail prior to us coming to class. I don't know what it was. Uh, And then it kind of hit me like, oh, no, this is happening right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember that that feeling of, like, being shocked. Uh, at 11 years old, like, you know, this is kind of crazy. I'm not fully understanding what was going on at that young, but the feelings for sure.
1: Marcus, as we talk about um, suicide prevention and mental health awareness for folks who don't know, just kind of quickly tell us um, some of, of, of your story.
4: Um, I think I started to notice that, I was dealing with emotions that were um, festering, I should say, and I needed to sort through them uh, because it was making me what I felt like into somebody that I internally felt like I wasn't. And I knew it was because of um, compound um, situations from losing a lot of people that were close to me um, due to gun violence. Uh, At 23, I actually had a childhood friend of mine die by suicide. Um, who was battling schizophrenia. And uh, it all was happening so fast on top of being an adult um, and trying to – I had my oldest son when I was 18, so trying to raise a child and you know, financial situations. And um, I was dealing with college stuff for a while, you know, trying to get through school. And like I said, you add – neighborhood friends getting killed one after another every six months it felt like for mm-hmm. almost five years um at people that I was actually close to not associates these were people that I loved um you know it got dark for me and it got difficult and uh like I spoke about yesterday uh, I talked to a good friend of mine Franklin Gasson who I love dearly also and it started to help me Um, work through those things in 2016. And uh, I've been trying to sort through it and do the best I can ever since. Um, But it's
1: tough. Tell us a little bit about Alone is a Lie.
4: Yes. So uh, it's really just a focus on starting the conversations at the beginning. Like, I felt like conversing with my friends was major for me. And I also would think for them if they were to... uh, to tell it because it wasn't something that we do. you don't run into a lot of men who will openly say they're uh insecure or they're hurt or they got low self esteem or they're dealing with a mental issue um as far as being depressed or anxiety social anxiety performance anxiety anything like that um it's just not something us in the black and brown communities discuss openly with our friends because we were raised to feel like those things were weaknesses, um, which is completely false. Um, also that people don't understand. And I think that comes from the generations before us kind of instilling in us that, you know, everybody's not to be trusted. Um, or you see people, uh, even people close to you who honestly just aren't good people and they get over on anybody. And you learn that it can come from, family members, close friends, neighborhood, um, all these different things. So you kind of put a guard up already. And uh, as you navigate through middle school, high school, into adult life, you know, you want to be tough. Um, Part of the reason why so much violence in our city, because the pride and the ego, uh, a lot of us young black men, you know, it's, it's draining and you can succumb to the pressure if you don't, take a step back and start to navigate through the feelings and, and the um, the reasons why you're feeling like that. That's so what I had to do. I had to sit back and think of not only how I feel, but why, like what type of things were causing me to feel overwhelmed or have those um, dark days where my energy is off or be in a rut or a slump for a month and a half and not be able to sort through it. Um, and in my case, I used to drink, um, but I've been sober now for five years.
1: Congratulations.
2: <clears throat> yes, congratulations. Um,
4: thank you. So I used to drink, and, you know, it made me feel like I could control it a little more um, and feel like it was it was me being less of myself and, and more who I wanted to be in a sense. And, you know, coming out of that now, like I said, five years later, I feel like I tricked myself into thinking that, that I was a better person, um, if I could alter the way I felt a little bit, uh, maybe I could present myself better to people or um, they would accept me better if I had a boosted level of confidence or, you know, small insecurities. So um, I think a lot of us deal with that. Uh, and this just pressures a lot of times from mm-hmm. our communities and how we were raised.
1: And, and and you've and you've said previously in, and in the stories that we've done and the conversations that you never attempted suicide, but it's something you thought about.
4: Yeah, you know, you think about um all the people that that have actually made attempts and I, I couldn't imagine how dark of a place that is. Um I believe in twenty twenty over a million people attempted and that's uh that's the whole city of Indianapolis basically. um, Mm -hmm. You think about it, the numbers like that, um, and that's a lot of people. And so to be in a dark space like that and it to be so prevalent is definitely something we need to focus on and be worried about. Um, I think with me, it was more like losing so many people and not feeling like I had any direction. You know, um, growing up, I felt like my purpose was always to use basketball to get me out of my neighborhood and provide for my family. And uh, once I, I, can, I still make, you know, my sophomore year of college, it's like, what am I going to do now? I was lost. And I felt like I had um, very little value off that basketball court when it came to life experience and all these other things, it was very painful. So that was one thing that helped me stay focused. And when I didn't have that, you know, I just kind of felt like I didn't know what else to do with myself. And I hear that story all the time from friends, from the younger generation. Like, our value has always been the sports. And when we lose that sport or that plan A fails, we never really have a plan B. And <clears throat> if you let it, it'll, it'll crush you, man. So you got to kind of try to overcome that and stay focused and find something that's greater than that because we are more than that.
2: So, Marcus, at what point did you realize and <clears throat> and come into – to being with the title of your initiative, at what point did you realize "alone" was a lie? Because you felt so strongly about it, that's that's what you that's what you named it. "Alone is a lie." So, at what point did you come into the realization that that was indeed a fact?
4: Um, the, the initial conversation was, like I said, with my my good friend Franklin on mm-hmm. um, Gatson. Um, but after that, you know, we uh, I had more convo with another friend who would say. Uh, um, My good buddy, Nigel Foreman, who I love, he said um, that he was going through something, but he didn't tell us that he was going through it because he didn't understand how to do that or he didn't know how we would feel or how to X, Y, Z when it came to the situation and the stipulations surrounding it. So now I'm at two convos with two people that I'm close to. I don't recognize the signs. They don't recognize my signs it starts to wake you up a little bit and then you talk to the next person and the next person and it's like, oh, it's a lot of us that are going through this and none of us know how to express it. We all feel alone. Um, We all feel these same things towards the situation that we're going through. Of course, the circumstances are different, but the feeling was the same and we all felt like we had to go through it alone. And then I just kind of sat back and thought about that, you know, being, I guess, creative in a sense like, We were lying to ourselves, and I just put that together because that was like the common denominator. We all felt like we had to go through it alone, and uh, it just wasn't true. And that was just my intermediate circle of friends. Um, So as I start branching out, you know, you just meet more and more people, and we all can relate.
1: We are on the air this morning with a special edition of Open Lines on this Patriot Day, the 21st anniversary of the September 11th attacks, and of course. It is no coincidence that it falls on Mental Health Awareness and National Suicide uh, Prevention Week. And so with that, we are on the air with Tina Cosby, our Community Affairs Director, who is in the studio with us, and uh, Marcus Watts, who is uh, the creator and CEO of Alone is a Lie. And we're going to take a commercial break here. uh, But when we come back, uh, we're going to open the phone lines because we'll make this a dialogue to talk with you about how this is in in your household. What are your thoughts? What's something that you're trying to learn and something you don't understand? There's really no right or wrong answer. And I'm setting that up because when we come back, I'm going to ask Tina to just give us uh, some things that she's learned in the number of classes that she's taken and the shows um, that she's put on about this topic. And one of them could be as is as simple as the phrase committed suicide we'll explain why some groups say that's the wrong word to use but it should not discourage you from having the conversation about the act of suicide and what the that means before after and during all of that so much more coming up this morning as we continue this important conversation on open lines on hot 100.9 and 106.7 wtlc
0: Speedway, w two eight six a year.
3: Available on H-
0: in HD. Drop the moment you Broadcasting from the Isaac and Isaacs. We win.com. Injury Lawyer Studio. It's the show where Indy comes to top. Open lines with Indy's newsman Cameron Riddle.
1: And we are back with this special edition of Open Lines here on Sunday, September 11, 2022, on, of course, the 21st anniversary of the terror attacks that ha- happened on this country on this morning, almost uh, to the minute right now at 8:30, uh, 21 years ago. And of course, this falls also on National Mental Health Awareness and Suicide Prevention Week, and that is part of the conversation uh, that we are having here on the air this morning. I'm in studio today with our Community Affairs Director, Tina Cosby, and on our live line is Marcus Watts, of the CEO of Alone is a Lie. I'm gonna go ahead and invite you to start calling. The phone lines are already hot. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696, because we wanna hear from you on your thoughts on mental health awareness and suicide prevention. Is this a conversation you're having in your house or is this still a conversation uh, that you're avoiding or that you're confused on or that you want more information on? We've got people on the show this morning who can help point you in the right direction. And in many cases, you're going to find that how you feel, you're not alone, either on agreeing with the topic or disagreeing with the topic or how you feel. Maybe you're in a place where uh, your mental health um, has not been in the happiest of places. That's the conversation we're having right now on the air this morning, as this is an extension of our uh, market-wide initiative here at Radio 1 to stop the music and start the conversation about mental health awareness and suicide prevention. And it continues now on Open Lines, one of the conversations that I know Tina has had over the years. This is the fourth year we've done Stop the Music. But, Tina, you've also sat through uh, different uh, classes about mental health Mm -hmm. awareness and one of the things um, that they talk about is not using the phrase committed Mm -hmm. suicide
2: yeah yeah and the thinking there is if you change the you've got to change everything around it uh to to keep conversations going and and one of the things that you can change immediately is the language uh mental illness uh is a disease um and it's believed that if you treat suicide or suicide attempts as something that somebody deliberately committed, um, the, the thinking is you didn't deliberately commit diabetes. You didn't deliberately commit uh, asthma. You didn't commit uh, heart disease. You you have it. And so um, the, the more appropriate thing, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, way to say it is someone died by suicide. Or uh, you, you I, I think you can even say someone killed themselves because that's true. But commit is is uh, is, is is more or less considered judgmental mm-hmm. uh, and not correct in terms of. So it's the word commit. It's the word commit. Yeah, it's the
1: word commit. Yeah. I, b- I bring that up not to spark a debate about that mm-hmm. topic, but but just to to highlight some of the many and in depth conversations that happen uh, in this world of mental mm-hmm. health awareness mm-hmm. and trying to make it. To where it's not a taboo subject yeah. to talk about, but rather something that we can talk about the same way we talk about um, cancer and and smoking prevention yeah, and, yeah. and 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 any other um, it, disease. It, yeah,
2: it has to be normalized because that that's the only way we're going to get uh, get to it and through it uh, in terms of of making sure that we all. I mean, you know, we have a new since July now. There's a uh, uh, you know, a crisis, a mental health crisis slash suicide uh, prevention hotline that that went, um, you know, that went live nationwide nine eight eight. We we talked about that. Um, a good friend of ours here at the station, Eskenazi Health, uh, the Sandra Eskenazi Mental Health Center, is a wealth of uh, resources uh, and information two one one. If you call two one one, if you're not necessarily in crisis but you want to know about more resources, call two one one. They have a, a, a phenomenal uh, ability to get you to to the proper resources. And so, um, and by the way, uh, we are building a, a resource page um, uh, as a result of our conversations with a lot of our mental health experts mm-hmm. and people in the field. And um, that's going to be up and live probably within the next 24 hours or so um, as a result of this past week and then, you know, the day yesterday. So, um, yeah, just, just stay tuned because we're going to have it on our website. But in the meantime, the, the quick uh you know the easy things to remember are two one one for resources. Sandra uh Eskenazi Mental Health Center uh again uh is great. Uh nine eighty eight absolutely a game changer is what we've been described and told about. And again I'm not you know we have a we have a, a somebody somebody that, that is the, the expert that's what I was actually, the line. Yep. I'm just I'm just telling you what I've been told and shared and, and conversations that I'm able uh, to facilitate. But Marcus, you know something you said and I was just telling Cameron off the um while well, we were in commercial, I said, you know, Marcus could actually start another organization in addition, because, you know, a lot of people have different initiatives. They have more than one. I know this takes up a lot of your time. But something you said was so very profound about, um, I, I guess the metaphor is, what happens when the air goes out of the ball. Um, and so many young people, men and women, young young boys and young girls, are left devastated uh, by an injury, you know, by plateauing in terms of... Ser- and 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 they're not really understanding that what is it one less than one percent makes it, and less than less than one percent mm-hmm. actually is at the top. And so uh, that's just something you you might want to think about as well, Marcus, because you speak on that very eloquently, and you come from experience. But what does happen when the air goes out of the ball? Basketball, football, yeah. all of those.
4: Yeah, it's tough, um, and unfortunately, <laughs> uh, from my experience and, and our generation, a lot of those people. Uh, turn to the streets Um, they end up starting to sell drugs or things like that because of the environments that we come from Mm -hmm. for 20 years you might have been able to avoid it Mm -hmm. but uh now at 21 22 years old it's the only option you feel like you have instead of trying to get a minimum wage job or something like that and uh, that's what they end up doing and it leads to all type of issues
2: Marcus, from very quickly, go ahead, uh, Cameron. But very quickly, from the from the time you started alone is a lie to today. What progress ha- can you share with us? What have you seen? Because let's you know it's Sunday. Give us a praise report.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, I think the openness to converse. Okay, I think I'm um, finding That's more uh, more diversity in the conversations um, as far as ages, uh, even people who don't look like us. Um, my networking has. Introduced me to a ton of people um, who I probably would never converse with um, on a regular basis just because of social um, indifferences and things like that um, off judging a book by its cover. And then we get to speaking to each other and realize we got more in common um, than we would have thought. So that's my favorite thing, um, the diversity that I've been seeing.
1: We're going to go to the phone, 317 239 317 239 And, Marcus, something you, that you just said um, was, you know, Tina asked about what happens with, with kids who grow up and then they don't become the athlete for whatever whatever reason they, you know, were thought they were going to be or don't a- 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 ascend to whatever level, sports or non-sports, that they thought they would be. And you just brought up something that, you know, a lot of people turn to the streets, which reminded me just in that conversation that, while their mental health, while they didn't go where they wanted to be, they don't automatically go to what I think we could, what, 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 be, what would be the extreme, which would be suicide. There are a lot of places that you end up can before that. So it could be on the streets, in the streets, I should say. Mm-hmm. I've got a friend, as, as you mentioned, I got a friend who was a star football player mm-hmm. um, and had got an injury in college. And now he drinks a lot. Mm-hmm. And has uh some serious trouble with that. So his mental health is not there. So it just reminds you of the different levels. Like, you know, just because somebody is um is depressed or in not the strongest of, of mental state doesn't mean they're gonna go to the extreme and um take their own life. But there are a lot of places that people there's a lot of uh doors that have dark rooms on the other side that you can enter into. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. I don't know that there, if, if there's right or wrong answers, but your thoughts on on how this impacts you or your family or what you talk about, or um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a debate, but it is an open floor. And as Tina was alluding to, you took almost the words right out of my mouth. I'm the anchor. Tina is the messenger of the things that she's learned And Marcus is the expert uh, Mm -hmm. on the topic, so uh, some of the things that even Tina was sharing are not necessarily what uh, what Tina's not preaching it, but she I asked her to relay the message Mm -hmm. on what was happening in in the the, in the courses. Uh, So she's just telling you what she has learned, and Marcus can tell you what he's been through, and he's one of those boots on the ground folks. So let's go to the phones. I think all I'll ask is that uh, we be respectful. And that, um, you know, we, we, I think that's all I need to say. is we keep it respectful, otherwise, you know, we'll we'll move on. 317-239-9696. Let's go to the phone lines. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this?
3: Good morning, Cameron. Hey, listen. Look at all the construction going on in Indianapolis. These buildings are being put up. Now, that's something to be proud of when you're a mason or an iron worker on those jobs. When that building's complete, you can look back on that and pride. Too many of our children, I know about five or six of them now, who are going to college that are illiterate. The now, professors,
1: now, what does that have to do with what we're talking about right now? It has
3: everything to do with, because your occupation has to do with your mental health. If you okay. try to go to I'm college... I'm making
1: sure you're staying on track. Go ahead.
3: I'm staying on track. If you go to college or something and you're illiterate, you're going to get booted out after your money runs out. If you think you're going to be an athlete, I was an athlete in high school. I've seen what it was doing to my friends that it went to college and got injured, had all kinds of surgeries and stuff, and end up on the street being bombed after that. Sure, you're going to be depressed, but a lot of stuff that your author author's talking about Those are self-imposed impairments. They have been trying to fit that into the sick role for years. The only one that can pitch you into the sick role, I don't know whether you understand it or not, Cameron, is a doctor with escalopin authority. He's the only one that can diagnose and say that you have some kind of disease Mm and something. The battle has been going on for years between the psychiatric people and the uh, medical doctors. So that's another battle. But the main thing is if you don't have an occupation and people are telling you and building you up, I know people that went to Warren. They got straight A's all the way through. Mm -hmm. They went to IU the first semester, the professor's put them out of the classes because they could not read. But if you don't know how to read, Cameron, in this society that was just a commercial on prophonics, why don't they start teaching that again so our children can learn how to read Mm -hmm. and stop building people up and stop, there's one program out there now that's uh, yeah, yeah. taking these yeah. underprivileged kids, Cameron, you, and, and dressing yeah. them up and throwing them back out in the street. And then the girls, yeah. all is gonna do the dope man's gonna get them right away so, 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 right.
2: Cam- you know, Cameron, in in part, that's some of the harmful rhetoric and harmful thoughts mm-hmm. because what it what it assumes is that this person can keep from having a chemical imbalance. All they have to do is suck it up. Mm-hmm. That is part of the stigma that is killing us mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, you know, he's talking about a completely different um, category. Mm-hmm. You know, people that that are you know unmotivated don't do it. But there are people in our society who are sick, who need help, who we need to find out how to help them. Mm-hmm. And one of the other things um, that um, in sitting through the seminars are, is that you have to be present. And I mean, being in in the same room with someone is not necessarily being present with them. You know, if you say, hi, how you doing, and then keep walking, that's not going mm-hmm. to do it. You have to be present. You have to be sincere. And, and as Marcus will tell you, and I'm sure he said it, you you know, what's going on? You know, a genuine thing. I'm not saying that there aren't people that they'd that, that get off this, you know, and we're not saying that. Mm-hmm. But we have to guard against that type of mentality that that caller just had. Mm-hmm. We have to guard against that, and we have to reject it. Because, there. you know, and again, if you don't understand mental illness is a disease— then you're not going to understand what we're talking about. Marcus, um, your thoughts?
4: Yeah, I think uh, I understand vaguely what he was trying to say. Um, But like you were saying, it's deeper than that. In most cases, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than me just having a good job and trade. Yeah, I don't reject
2: that. I don't reject that at all. I agree with you, Marcus. Uh, Yeah, yeah, a good job and a trade, that's a good sense of uh, self,
1: yes.
4: Yeah, but it's it's just deeper than that. Now it you is see people with all the riches in the world
1: who died by suicide. So mm-hmm. in fact, we saw it just this it week the CFO something. of yeah. Bath and Body Works. There was some tough news come out about um, that they were going to have to lay off people, and he jumped to his death from oh, a high it. rise in New York City. Yeah. He had all the money that you could think of. And Every, an education. Success,
3: yeah,
4: and he was, everything that the college is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: insider. Yeah, well, he's going to probably scared to go yeah. to jail. But but uh, but be that as it may. So go ahead. I'm sorry, Cameron. I
1: all know. right, let's go keep going. 317 239 9696. A lot of calls coming in. Caller Online 2. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? Going once? Twice? Let's go to caller online three. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Kevin. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Good morning. Oh, this is Red Phillips. Hey. Yeah. Yes, sir, you I'm got glad less that than a we, minute. We
0: we discussed in this uh this uh, I was waiting on this moment, yeah. And um uh, I, I believe that that brother Larry don't understand about mental health. And uh, let me let me help you out a little bit now, because I'm I got I was born my with my disability. Mm-hmm and, and I, I can relate to, to mental health. she uh, she writes, she sits in the class, and, that's, and, and she knows about a certain thing. We have to, we have to, uh, we have to work with folks like, say, you got to tell your story. And then that other person, that other person, when you tell your story to that person, that person might, that person is going to share their story, and they can relate. You can relate what's going on with the same thing. Like, like, say, if I talk to somebody about my mental yeah, I yeah, I, I know I got, I was born with my disability, but I can, I, I, I know how to, uh, I have a strong relationship with my Lord, Savior mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm a preacher at that too. But I can do more, a mental health person can do things more, better, Watch like this, better than a normal person can. That means I can keep my place clean, just like a normal person. But like, but you got haters.
2: Yeah, but but Reverend well, Phillips, I and mean, all in all, in all do with all due respect, Reverend Phillips, it's not a matter of normal or not normal. It's a matter of well, yeah. disease, you know, a matter of a, illness. Yeah, a matter of a we condition or not a condition. Illness, but yeah. sometimes people yeah,
0: don't
5: know true. how to go to somebody and receive the help.
2: That's
0: true. Thank you, Reverend like, Phillips. If I need some help, I know how to dial two one one
1: and yeah, that's, and, good. that's yeah. good. Thank you. Thank you Don't Reverend Phillips cuz we're, we're going to no, do that. Thank yeah. you, sir. We're going to talk about some of those uh resources uh before the before the end of the show. Tina, you talked about the new number that you you can dial. Yeah,
2: 988.
1: Uh we'll talk about some of that more coming up here, bro. Let's keep going on the phones. 317-239-9696. Caller back on line one. Good morning. Who's this?
6: Good morning, Cameron. This is William Tate. I am a retired educator of 37 years. Can you
1: hear me okay? Loud and clear, and thank you for all 37 years.
6: Thank you, Cameron. Cameron, I would like to urge you and Tina and all of the community to throw our loving arms around that precious young man who just testified It was testimony. Mm -hmm. He used, that was an explosive testimony. Do I have the correct young man that called? Was his name Marcus? Yes, Marcus Marcus, is still
2: on the line. line. Marcus, go ahead and talk.
6: He is amazing, Tina, and I hope and I pray that we all remember this young man's testimony. Oh, we never forget him. Mm -hmm. That's why he's with us now. explosive, unfortunate mental health vocabulary. He knows what's going on, and to all the experts that call themselves sincere and educated, they had better wrap their arms around that that young man. And I want to thank you guys for presenting this program. God love you, and you know I do. (laughs) thank
4: you sir
1: thank you so much for the call okay cameron bye-bye all right let's keep going 317-239-9696 caller on line two good morning who's this
7: hey cameron how you guys doing this morning
1: good sir how are you
7: oh i'm well this is paul calling hey Tina. I, i listened to your show yesterday uh but the most of it i could catch it was very uh encouraging very very encouraging uh show the mental health well, thank
3: you. Uh, thank i
7: just to, i just want to say something real brief uh about about some ongoing things uh in in my life um uh, in the last ten years, I have talked to at least three people that were committing suicide or wanted to commit suicide, and uh fortunately, they are all still living. And uh, I want to say, uh, give some advice to some folks because I'm not a what you call an expert or anything. But I've noticed that if when you stop and talk to people, and and even whether you know them or not, mm-hmm. if you just have an ear to hear mm-hmm. and to take your own common sense to try to support another person. And I want to let everybody know: do not be ashamed or afraid to reach out. When you're in a crisis mode or when you're not in a crisis mode, by all means, go out and try to get some professional help or at least talk to somebody uh whether they're professional or not you 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 never know what people's knowledge is and um uh, I just talked to a young lady the other day that just had a just had a baby, and she hadn't called her child by her name in three weeks. And she was feeling depressed and all these different types of things. And I just had a word of encouragement with her. And uh, I will be checking up on her again next week. Uh, so if you guys out there that, that really are concerned about other people, take time out to listen to them. Listen to what they're saying. And if you don't have anything to advise to for advice for them, then send them to someone that can help them. So uh, this, yo, I'm I'm crazy thing and all this, all the depressions and all these different types of things, every situation can be solved. There's a solution to everything. And if we just take a little more time uh, uh, with the treatment of each other and have communication, good communication. And again, guys, don't be ashamed to go get uh, any type of help, no matter where it's from. Thank you, Paul. Get you the necessary help that you need. So again, uh, like I said, Tina, I listened to show yesterday. It was a great show yesterday, and I really would like to uh, see this happen a little more than just by in September.
2: Okay, thank you, Paul. Thank and you, I'll Paul. Try to do that. You know what, Marcus uh, alone is a lie. We we got to get that in there too. Uh, how people can contact Marcus?
1: Yes, M- Marcus, go ahead and give out your information. We we got about five minutes left on the show, so let's sprinkle some of that in. How can people contact you before we go back to the phones?
4: Um. Yeah. My. Um Instagram handle is alone underscore is a lie. Um, can hit me directly through there the DM. I accept the follows. I follow people back. Um, have those discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, my Facebook is Marcus Watts. Uh, email is Marcus Watts 08 at yahoo.com. I check all those things all day, every day, respond to everything that I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm open.
1: he's going to be on our resource page as well
2: okay
1: we got to have marcus well more more resources uh coming up uh some different places you can go let me get some more calls in and as we wrap up in the last five minutes i'll I'll start asking folks to keep your comments to under a minute now uh not because i agree or disagree with what you're saying but because the clock says so 317-239-9696 caller on line three good morning who's this hello hello you're live on the air
5: Yes, good morning. This is um, Miko um, calling in, and I've got some real brief just to say. How okay. are both of you? Go go for it. We're good. Thank you. Um, so that's good. Um, so we're discussing mental health. Like, I'm 42 years old, and I was raised by my grandmother. And that type of information, if it was resourced out there, was it information that was could have been provided to her, to basically plant the seed in me, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and like, it's been the last 10 years that we just started talking about mental health and where we can seek um, resources and so forth. Um, But in my age bracket, um, I'm not saying it's not too late, that it's late. Um, Of course, it's not too late, but a lot of, I guess...
1: um, I think your point is this is long overdue. Yes. Absolutely.
2: Makes sense. Thank you. Absolutely.
1: Thank you so much for calling in and reminding people because while we may recognize that this isn't something that, you know, in some houses this may be a common topic that you do openly talk about and then and they may not realize that in some houses this isn't something you dare talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, especially outside of the immediate family. So thanks for calling in and, and help to validate that thought. Thank you as well. Uh, let's keep it under a minute. Caller online. One, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Good morning. You got about 30 to 40 seconds. What's on your mind? You're live on the air. Okay,
5: I'm going to make it real quick. I'm going to say, first of all, I want to commend Marcus for what you're doing. I also wanted to say that I am a parent of a child that is experiencing the things that you are talking about. And one thing that I can honestly say to make other parents aware. There are a lot of things that we aren't aware of. There are signs and symptoms that we, we don't pay attention to. I said, so when my son brought it to me, that's how I was able to finally get him the help that he wanted because he didn't want to talk to anybody because he didn't trust anybody, but he didn't want to talk to anybody about it because he felt like he was a failure.
2: Yeah, and trust is huge. Mar- Marcus, we talked about that yesterday.
5: I said, that by me being a parent, he didn't want to have that conversation with me. But I, you know, just always let him know that, hey, I'm always here for you. And anything I said, right, wrong, or indifferent, I'm here for you. And I told him, don't you ever get in a position again that you feel like you at your last, get your wits in, and you can't cope, and you don't know what to do. when mm. I've always been here. That's
1: good. That's good. Thank you. Good, yeah. good words, because sometimes people don't realize that they have to open the door and let them know right. that, hey, this door is open. So thank and you for okay. calling
5: you welcome. Have a great
1: day. You as well. Okay, last call, and I'm giving you 30 seconds. Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this?
6: This is Georgia Boy.
1: Georgia Boy, 30 seconds, sir.
6: Uh, last Sunday, I was in Indianapolis, a young 10-year-old kid, uh, John, the church. And I dropped $300 on the, on the kid to get him some clothes. And some of these people that's calling in, they need to put their money where they, where their mouth is, you know? and i mean and it was real touching last sunday while i was there at church uh you know uh some of these kids just need a somebody they need to throw them a little lifeline okay all right y'all have a nice day
1: i appreciate it thank you for calling village wide approach cameron village wide approach. tina we talked about uh how we can get in touch with marcus Uh, I know you have a lot of resources. Are there there some places that folks can go? There's the new 988 number.
2: Mm -hmm. 988-211, of course, has a number of resources. And our good friends at the Sandra Eskenazi Mental Health Center, um, You just go to EskenaziHealth.edu. They have tremendous uh, resources and um, diverse resources. A lot of people feel more comfortable going to see someone or talk to someone who looks like them. Uh, and I think you'll find that there are uh, not that there aren't in other places. We, we just know about this one really well. So, yeah. And again, watch for our we're going to be talking about it. Just just watch. It should be up in the next day or two.
1: You know, I think resource we'll has n- a
2: bunch of resources
1: and I'll be looking forward to that. And as we talk about the new nine eight eight number, which is mm-hmm. the equivalent to nine one one. But for mental health, mm-hmm. um, I've, if, I i would have it would have been interesting if we could have. um even called nine eight eight and see see what that sounds like because we know what happens when you call nine one one they say nine one one what's your emergency mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah I don't know yeah, yeah.
1: maybe maybe that's maybe something they, we work on you, work
2: on yeah because I want to do a nine eight eight special just a show mm-hmm. on nine eight eight in general because mm-hmm. I, I like I said we understand it's a, it's a game changer
1: Marcus I want to thank you for uh, being with us one more time give folks uh, the information on how they can get in touch with you
4: yeah I most, most certainly appreciate it um, again my Instagram. Is alone underscore is a lie. Uh-huh. My Facebook is Marcus Watts um, and my email is Marcus Watts08 at yahoo.com. Um, I check those things often, so I'll be glad to respond.
2: Marcus, thank you and thank you for all you do. We always appreciate you.
1: Oh, I appreciate you guys more than you know. And it sounds like you got a lot of support out there from the people who called, and the phone lines have been hot the entire show. So, Marcus, thank you so much for what you do and sharing your story.
4: Yeah, sure. I appreciate it. Can I say one more thing real quick?
1: You can. Go for it.
4: Happy birthday, Roe Black. That's my guy. Um 33 today. Happy birthday, man.
1: All right. Okay, happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. Tina, what's on the show tomorrow?
2: Oh, Cameron, you just asked me that. Uh, <laughs> admit, well, obviously, we're going to recap uh, this past week and the past weekend. Uh, and a couple of other things. Uh, but it's going to be a good one. It's
1: going to be a good one. If you love the lovely sounds of the voice of Tina Cosby, you can catch her every weekday live from 1 to 3 on AM 1310, 92.7 and 95.1 FM. That well, is the it. light.
2: Thank you so much, Cameron. I enjoyed this. You got to invite me back. I like this.
1: Absolutely. And I haven't been on your show in a while. So, yeah,
2: well, when can we get you? I mean, my goodness.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm driving that school bus route and doing all uh, kinds of things. Yeah. We'll work on something. We got some stuff to talk okay, about. We got to continue okay. our Unigov conversation.
2: Oh, my goodness. Yes, indeed. All
1: right. Indeed. We're back, same time, same station with this show, Open Lines with Cameron Riddle, next Sunday, live at 8 here on 106.7 WTLC and the new hot 100.9. Shout out to my man, Ben. We just got back from Michigan this morning at 3 a.m. And he found out, he's like, wait, are you the camera I'm normally listening to on Sunday? That is me, my man Ben. Thanks for uh, being a good road dog out there on I-69 this morning. We're back same time, same station next Sunday, live at 8.